Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRS in 10. I'm RC Maxfield alongside Brandon. So, lease for your Monday, March 8th edition of RRS in 10. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Another day, another dollar, another week. Uh, don't know a saying for that, but uh, another week. I, did, so. I didn't know if you were going to like rhyme there for a second, like another day, another I was dollar, another week, another holler. I, I didn't know where you were Oh, that would have worked. That would have worked. But, uh, but lots to talk about. Another busy weekend as we get into officially into spring. So, yeah, I mean, the madness has officially begun now, and that's where we'll start. Um, madness may not have started in terms of Texas Tech, but around the country it has. And unfortunately, on Sunday, Texas Tech lost to number three, Baylor 88 73. The Baylor Bears just went absolutely stupid from three-point land um, as Misio Teague had a Big 12 record, 10, yes, 10 three-pointers when he scored 35 points. Um, and the crazy part is Brandon Tech didn't even shoot bad. They, they shot 50% from three, but, I mean, just when Baylor goes absolutely crazy and shoots 63% from three and, you know, a guy sets the record for most um, – threes in a game by one player in big 12 history it's gonna be hard to beat them yeah it is uh but like you said they were they were shooting the they were shooting the lights out and uh you you were shooting you weren't shooting the lights out per se but you were keeping up with them for a good while there and i think the end score i mean this one felt worse than 88 73 for some reason i think because they made that comeback effort you what you fall short 16 to 3 at one point at one point you just have literally one point i think it's like 10 to 1 and uh but Kyler Edwards, 18 points, kind of goes unnoticed. I mean, he's been on fire. He's absolutely been on a tear, and you love to see that from him. But I think um, here in post game with Beard, he gave a lot of credit to Baylor, saying calling them one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, you know, and uh, mentioned the three guards that could win them a national title. It kind of felt like, you know, he was just kind of like, I'm not too worried because this team is good, you know, in like a sense, and like. This team's kind of above the rest in the Big 12, obviously, and Big 12 champs. But um, I think he's still pretty confident in this team. But uh, loved what I saw out of Kyler Edwards. But uh, you just kind of lost it there. And, you know, they always go to play to win. But that one just seemed like it wasn't there for you to, to begin with, literally to begin with, because it was just pretty bad at first. And then you, then you catch up, like I mentioned. But I, did, I just never really saw them coming out with a win here. Yeah, Tech looked just disinterested in the first four minutes yeah. of the game. Like, they just like, yeah, we're in Waco, kind of. And then I don't know what Coach Beard did in the huddle uh, when it was 10-1, to 1, like you mentioned, but something clicked. And, I mean, they went down 13 at one point, but then they basically made it all up in the first half and were only down mm -hmm. by two. Um, and then Baylor just went ridiculous from three. I mean, there were shots where Teague was well covered. And he would make it, you know, mm -hmm. there, he definitely had a couple shots where he was wide open as well. But I mean, everything was going down in Waco for them. You mentioned Kyler Edwards. He's now shooting over 60% from three <laughs> in the past five games. And now, Brandon, I, I need to go look up the stats real quick because I'm very interested to see. But before going into the game, right, Kyler Edwards was shooting 41.6%. Um, from three this year okay pretty good right I mean we're thinking about the guys that were in that range for Texas Tech just last year um, and we're talking about you know the Davide Moretti's the Jemias Ramsey's whatever it may be 
but you look at Kyler Edwards right now, and they haven't updated it yet. It's at 41.8. But I would venture to say after what he did today, he's going to be shooting close to 44% from three. Again, the last guy to shoot that high was Jamias Ramsey and Davide Moretti. We're talking about where it's just going unnoticed for Kyler um, in terms of what he's doing. And obviously the past five games have really, really benefited him. Um, on the Texas Tech basketball front in terms of what is the look ahead, they finished in sixth in the Big 12. Texas, with their win over TCU, finished third. So the Red Raiders will face off against the Longhorns for the third time this year on Thursday. They will be the late game. They will play at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on either ESPN or ESPN2 in the three versus the six matchup. So you avoid Wednesday altogether and you get the late game um, and you get it against a team that, again, it's difficult as hell to beat a team three times in a year. But you feel like you match up kind of well against Texas and you can do a lot of good things. Um, safe to say, though, that's going to be a battle as both teams are really de- looking to build their stock. Because if you're Texas Tech and you can beat Texas three times in a year, it's going to look good in the committee's eyes, no doubt. Yeah, uh, you know, I always take that. I'm interested to see who wins that number eight, number nine, the TCU Kansas State on Wednesday, because the winner of that one plays a Baylor. Or I guess gets obliterated by Blader, Baylor, but you never know. <laughs> But then game two, it's kind of interesting to see the Oklahoma Sooners there because that's a team that should take care of Iowa State. And that's a team that could take care of Kansas and make a little run. So I'm interested yeah. just in overall, uh, big talking Big 12 tournament overall, just Oklahoma I think has a pretty pretty good path here. And I like the Red Raiders here against Texas. Um, kind of a later tip-off the last game yep. on uh, Thursday. But uh, if you win that one, you pull you play the late game on Friday, so that's a little advantage there. But um, but yeah, no, I'm very interested to see because this time last year, you know, they were getting pulled off the court against Texas. Flashbacks, so, yeah, a little flashback. See how they kind of handle that, and you know, maybe some emotions there from the returners, Coach Beard and and company. But uh, yeah, just super excited that we finally made it to this point, made it to the whole season. Let's see if we can get the Longhorns. But like you mentioned three times in one season is pretty difficult to do. So if they yeah. do do that, I mean, you know, Red Raiders, Red Raiders everywhere are just going to take that one in and enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're just turning around though. Yeah. I, I think they're eight and four and seven and one in their last eight games um, against Texas and eight and four with coach Beard as head coach. We did want to mention that um, dub, he doesn't, we don't need to, say his last name. We know who he is. He was inducted into the ring of honor uh, for Texas Tech men's basketball. Passed away yesterday at the age of 76. Um, Rodney Allison, the executive director of the Double T Varsity Club, announced it. And you're talking about a guy that was an All-American selection during his playing career as a Red Raider in the 1960s from 64 to 66. Three-time All-Southwest Conference, first-team honoree was named um, Southwest Conference Player of the Year as a junior after averaging 23.8 points per game. Um, a true legend as a Red Raider. He passed away on Sunday, so everybody's thoughts and prayers at Red Raider Sports are definitely with him and his family. As we move on, um, Texas Tech baseball. They won three down in Houston. Um, they started off Friday with an 8-4 win over the Bobcats of Texas State. Then they beat Sam Houston State in a little bit of uh, revenge, even though they play them. You can never have enough revenge over Sam Houston State, especially what they did to you a couple of years ago at home um, in the NCAA tournament. And then they had an impressive win today where um, 
Thompson, the pitcher for um, the Islanders, Hayden Thompson, was dominant. Mm-hmm. 11 strikeouts. He leaves the game with the bases loaded, and as soon as he does, the Red Raiders capitalize, and Jace Young has a bases-clearing double, which ended up being the winning runs for the Red Raiders. So they win 4-3. to three. They improve to 8-3 and three on the year. The Red Raiders will head back to the 806 and play a midweek series against Gonzaga on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, both of those games will be on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. And then you can listen to the game, as always, on 97.3 with uh, Jamie and Mike Gustafson as well. So um, headed in the right direction. We kind of expected this would be the case, Brandon, but good to see it, you know, actually unfold this way. Yeah, eight wins in a row. Your early MVP is uh, Cal Conley, a guy that uh, at first was kind of not mentioned to start and kind of seemed a little shaky there when we spoke with uh, Coach Chadlock before first pitch of the season. Uh, just kind of been lights out for you, making some plays on defense. Jace Young looking like Josh, you know, and they're starting to get their groove back. A close one today, kind of scary. <laughs> Took it down to literally the last inning. Bases loaded. Um, Cal Conley had to make a great catch. He did and came home with the win, and you get a good feeling in an MLB ballpark, and you come home, like you said, riding momentum and just – ready for some some bigger dogs at least gonzaga yukon on tap this week so did you do that, that on begins... purpose did you do that on purpose with the dogs oh i didn't even think about that see i'm, I'm a natural there we go that's what i, I didn't but, mean uh, to call you out and stop the show oh, no, but that's I, fine. I, I thought you definitely did that on purpose and i was like okay that was kind of punny but since you didn't know you did it <laughs> bravo 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 gonzaga though uh if you saw him on the hardwood i think it would go your way but that's another topic of conversation because yeah, I used to be a Zags fan before we became a basketball school. I'm not going to lie. Good old uh, Adam Morrison. Um, oh, yeah. Loved him. And they'll get bounced, but maybe you're the one to do it somehow. But anyways, nonetheless, well, you already did it guy, once. You did it once. You can do it twice. I'm not afraid to face them, Florida. You own Florida and everything. Yeah. But uh, no, anyways. They're, they're, I mean, Gonzaga and UConn are going to be your toughest test in non-conference outside of obviously what you had to deal with in Arlington. Yeah. Um, just because UConn is really good baseball team, Gonzaga, they've had some quality wins already. Um, Going to be a tough week for Texas Tech. Hopefully they can go 5-0, and um, but if you go 4-1, and you can't be too upset if you're the Red Raiders. Um, elsewhere on the diamond, the Texas Tech softball team um, swept the final day of the Texas Tech Invitational. Texas Tech uh, improved to 9-8. and eight and closed out the final day of the Texas Tech Invitational on a high note, defeating the ruse of University of Missouri, Kansas City, and Abilene Christian. Um, Really quality wins um, inside the park home run from Heaven Burton. Um, You beat Abilene Christian 7-2, and then you beat Kansas City 4-3. So they're headed in the right direction. Um, Good to see for Coach Ward and them as they slowly build a little bit more minimum a little bit more momentum, excuse me. Um, they'll be back on the diamond next weekend in Lubbock when they welcome in the Lobos of New Mexico for a three-game set. It'll be on Friday and then a doubleheader on Saturday, and that'll be at, and then they play in the Janani McCaney Memorial Classic the weekend after that. So quality softball in the 806 um, coming up on tap. And then real quick, let's run through these. Texas Tech. 
beat the University of the Southwest in NAIA school out of Hobbs, New Mexico, um, by a score of seven to nothing in their first spring matchup of the year. Kirsten Davis was the story as she led the way with two goals and two assists. Um, one of the best players in program history right there is Kirsten Davis. Um, they'll be back out on the pitch. Well, the Lady Raiders actually a little bit of um, interesting stuff here. They they're scheduled for Alabama, but they're trying to get another matchup with ACU that was postponed. So not exactly sure when they'll play, but they are scheduled to play um, Alabama. Funny enough in Louisiana, but it is what it is. You play them next Saturday at 2 p.m. And then as for tennis, you have Texas Tech men's team. They uh, straight set it. The Arlington, UT Arlington, I should add, um, men's team down in Arlington um, to move to five and two. Um, they will be back on the court. When are they going to be back on the court? My goodness. They, 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 you know what the most confusing thing is about tennis is they have a spring season and it just throws me off yeah. every time. Uh, but they'll be back on the uh, court on Friday against the University of San Diego and Dallas. So um, there's that. And then on the women's side, they fell to Big 12 rival number 15, Baylor, um, four to two. A um, lot of positives for them, but just overall, Baylor was a little bit too much this weekend in Lubbock. When they are back out on the court, they will face Kansas State on Friday right here in Lubbock. And you can check that one out over at the McLeod Tennis Center on campus um, and then you can check them out when they play Kansas as well on Sunday. So I know we ran a little bit long there, Brandon, but man, we're, we're starting to get to that time of the year where everything is going on. And for those that are wondering, RC, it's Monday. Why aren't you going to tell us what's going on on Monday in Texas Tech Athletics? There's nothing. There's nothing. This it's is the random days that not, nothing's going on. There's nothing. Um, so that's why I didn't bring it up. And this that's why it was all uh, recap oriented on this one. But We'll be back tomorrow, and when we do, we will look forward to the Gonzaga series where Texas Tech baseball faces off against the Bulldogs of Gonzaga for a midweek series on Tuesday and Wednesday for Brandon Solis, IMRC Maxfield. As always, you can find the latest in Texas Tech athletics news on redridersports.com. We'll catch you all tomorrow, guys.